This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Do you like sci-fi, fantasy, action, adventure, and comic books? Then you've come to the right place for your weekly dose of anything and everything geek. So strap in and let's get this show on the road. Welcome to the Science Fictionary Podcast. Hey guys, what's going on tonight? Welcome back to the Science Fictionary Podcast. Um... Andrew and Marisha here tonight. I uh, know David. Uh, we tried. But David is always always too busy for us on on odd nights. Got a girlfriend. <sighs> Went and got him a life. It's real nerve. <laughs> real nerve. If you're listening, David, I hope you know that we think you have real nerve going and getting a life. <laughs> Guys, well, um, I did. I did get a haircut. I I think they cut like five pounds of hair off. Yeah, I think they did. <laughs> It's like when I when I go to my uh, the, the person that cuts my hair, it's always a surprise what it looks like when I get out of the chair. Yeah, it's never. And the she's same. been cutting your hair for like twenty years. Yeah, and it's never the same twice. Yeah, it really isn't. It's, so, which yeah, is fine. Whatever. Always an adventure. <laughs> you always knew that, like when you were going to South America, it was going to get cut real short. But other than that. Yeah, you know when I go to the when I go to the jungle in South America, I cut it so short that. Uh, I don't have to, uh, I can wash it with a water bottle. It's a good plan. All right. Uh, so we're going to talk Miss Marvel. Uh, I see we've got Ro and uh, Chantel in the in the chat. Thank you all for, for joining us. And uh, Don, yeah. thanks for at least stopping in long enough to, to say hello before hello. you went off to bed. <laughs> um, well, there seems to be a consensus that I'm noticing in the chat. The, the consensus seems to be positive. Yeah, no, everybody that's in the chat really liked it. I mean, we'll see if anybody else shows up. I'm really curious to see what everybody, I haven't been able to keep up the last few days with a lot of the other shows with what everybody's saying about it. Mm -hmm. So um, I am curious, and it's definitely geared for a younger demographic, which I think is great because yeah. they haven't done a lot of that. No, they haven't. And especially like Moon Knight was straight up dark. Yeah. Like we kind of, it was like, uh, Andrew and I watched all the Moon Knight episodes before they actually came out just because we needed to know like how much of the kids watched them. Yeah, before the kids watched them. Um, just because we needed to know like how much of a heads up do we need to give everybody? Um, and there were a couple we were like, look, you might not enjoy this episode. They watched them all anyway. But um, yeah, it's it's nice to have something that you can just I can turn off my my filter you know my like um oh what's the word sensor i can turn off my <laughs> my mom's sensor brain and just kind of sit back and just enjoy it so. hey nicole thanks for uh joining us tonight but um but yeah i mean they definitely geared this show for a younger audience which i mean they needed to do that we haven't really done that yet um and i, I think that it's i think it's great that they did that but like rose saying like um, they're doing a lot of creative things. Um, if you're familiar with any of the works of Edgar Wright, like this, this show feels like something that Edgar Wright would have made. Mm -hmm. uh, just a little more G-rated. I don't think I've ever seen Edgar Wright do anything that was, uh... Well, I mean, like, Scott Pilgrim's not that bad. 
No, it's not. I mean, it's a... But, but, my, but it's made for adults. Scott Pilgrim? Mm-hmm. Or at least at, older Scott Pilgrim's made for like older teens and, and young adults, yeah. You know, and I was thinking because I've always felt like the sign of good entertainment for kids is that parents can enjoy it. And I feel like we've had lots of things on Disney Plus that have been for adults and kids could also watch them. And I feel like this is kind of the reverse. It's a show that's that's primarily geared to kids, but is still well done enough that kids that the parents can enjoy it, too. Right. Um, and I, like I said, I feel like that's sort of the hallmark of good entertainment is that it doesn't have to be just for the demographic. It's primary demographic, right? It's got a, a broad range of people that can enjoy it. Yeah. Well, and the other great thing they've done kind of in that same vein is that they have allowed the main character to be a kid. Yes. And absolutely. I think that's been one of my favorite things is because a lot of times kind of teen dramas especially your more sort of like cw brand of teen dramas it gets really soapy um and i've enjoyed watching a 16 year old who is much more like me at 16 <laughs> um and i was just enjoying being a kid it's not like i didn't ever have a crush or i didn't but i wasn't mostly doing the drama scene i was mostly just you know enjoying my life yeah. you know and it's not that it's always easier and you know not that it's never angsty but it's a a little bit more the the teenage experience i hope my kids will have than the ones that sometimes show up on on tv very much feels like something yeah. from the old tgif days yes um you know it's and I'm glad like that. That's something that's really been missing for a long time. And it, it kind of goes back to what Marisha was saying a minute ago. Like, you know, uh, the, the one of the hallmarks of really good shows like this geared towards kids, it should still be watchable for the family. Mm -hmm. And this this hits all the right notes. Um, now, let's talk about just kind of the the general uh, kind of themes here, because I know there are a lot of things that I'm not. There are a lot of cultural things here that I just don't have the ability to pick up on. Like, and but I went out of my way last night to watch all sorts of uh, reaction shows with mm -hmm. uh, Pakistani, Indian, uh, both people in Pakistan and people um, that are living in the United States. Uh, but have had that immigrant experience mm -hmm. and grew up with those immigrant parents and and kind of got their reactions. And a lot of them started off hesitant or unsure that it would be done done well and done justice. But uh, pretty much across the board, the reactions that I saw to it were fantastic. And and that's always an interest, you know, like for me as as someone who you know, has a completely different culture. Like it's for, you know, it's one thing for me to look at that and go like, okay, I mean, that seems to be well done. It seems to be interesting. Um, but and there are also sometimes that I'll see, you know, my culture be, and, and being American and Southern, you know, there are representations that I see sometimes of the South in media. And I'm like, I mean, like what, like caricature of 1930s, Atlanta did you like happen upon <laughs> that you think this is how life works so it I feel like there's always a, a risk of portraying you know 
cultures to a, an audience at large that it doesn't resonate with the culture that it's about. And I am glad that it's resonated, that it's resonating yeah. with, with the culture, because that's, that's really important. Like, yeah, it's, it's important that, that it'd be something that my kids can enjoy and relate to, mm-hmm. but also you, ha- whenever you're telling stories about other cultures, and, and I think it's, I think it's significant that they have a lot of people, um, South Asians involved in the, the project, yeah. but it's really important that, the people who are being represented feel that they're being represented well yeah, and accurately. I know. Wonder Woman. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I agree with that. And like I said, there are cultural things that I'm just not going to pick up on because they're not really meant for me. But at the same time, like I was talking to Marisha about this before we started, like, especially since I was at least partially raised by my grandparents um, and being raised in a very religious household in the South, there are a lot of pretty <laughs> remarkable similarities to the way her parents act to the thing, react to the things she does. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so there are a lot of things there, despite that not being exactly my experience. There are a lot of things that I go, yeah, I, I get that like completely. Like, sure, you can go. You can go as long as you manage to, you know, as long as you agree to wear something that goes all the way up to your collarbone and to your wrist bone and, you know. <laughs> right. Well, in, in those, those groups, like when they yes. do the, uh, the, um, the Eid, mm-hmm. the, the, the big you know, kind of party that right. they have, the big festival they have there, like all those groups that they name. Yeah. They definitely exist in the church too. Like it's. <laughs> ever been it's been going to a potluck going to a church potluck you know those people yeah yeah um but really like so so let's kind of back up like i mean you're really enjoying the show i right? am i'm really enjoying the show i'm really enjoying i think i would enjoy it just by myself but mm-hmm. i'm especially enjoying it with my family and as you know at, at the stage that i'm in that i am in in life that's a really important part of my enjoyment of a property like this is how much can I enjoy it with my kids? And I think they're enjoying it even more than I am. Oh, they're, I, they're loving they're it. They're loving it. I mean, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's fine. But they're like, no, well we sent them to their grandparents to spend the night tonight. And they are all very like, normally they're all about going to grandma's to spend the night. But tonight they were very scared that I was going to get up in the morning and watch Miss Marvel and Kenobi without them so you promised you wouldn't watch it i, prom- I made promises <laughs> yeah but everybody knows you're not gonna stay up that late <laughs> i could you don't know maybe i'll decide to stay up and you know uh but just kinda overall what are the things that you're really enjoying the most about the series um i am really enjoying yes uh bro kind of just hit it on hit that nail on the head this this girl is just so she's great she's just uh, uh, you know her dancing around her house you know doing her you know doing that, her moves oh my god like yeah nerd that was girls right unite here y'all <laughs> this is just like this is this is my like teenage self you know like i was never much of a singer but i sure would you know get down with some uh get you know and she's just she's just delightful she's 
just got this effusive smile. She's got, I'm enjoying just her, her, you know, her childlike, you know, quality that she's got. Like she, she doesn't feel like she has to be, you know, so cool and suave and, you know, grown up and, and make this like edgy in any way. She's just, she's just, she's killing it. Yeah. And um, I'm just, I'm in, really enjoying her character. Um, like I said, especially, and I've got girls that are almost that age now. And I hope that they get to hold on, you know, like I, they're so innocent, you know, right. and I hope that they, they get to keep that. Um, so yes, that's a, yes, that is an, that is an excellent, excellent point row, because I think that's one of the things that you start to realize whenever you interact with people who have different life experience in you is like, wow, how, how many things we have in common? Um, you know, lots of different, there are lots of different experiences in the world, but you know, there are a lot of, I think there are so many things that make us the same. And sometimes we forget that in, in the trappings of like, that's different or that's weird or that's, you know, right. That's so well, and, foreign. And, um, well, in this whole thing, especially like coming out of a time period where, you know, going back, starting with 9-11. Mm -hmm. And then the fact that we've really been at war to some extent with Middle Eastern Muslim nations for a long time, a really long time now, like so long that the kids of the people that originally went to war are going now. Um, that's insane. Yeah. And, and so there's, there's, you know, you, you get all this stuff where you kind of look at these people and you go, I don't have anything in common with these people. Right. And then you watch this show and like, yeah, it's a TV show. It's not like real, but like you watch these things that I'm watching uh, Pakistani and Indian people reacting to it and saying, oh yeah, that's like, that's exactly the way this happens mm -hmm. and this happens. And I'm going, they're not that different. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, people are people wherever you go. Yeah. And uh, conservative uptight parents are conservative and uptight no matter where they come from. <laughs> Very true. So gives us what about we got about four years to be those exact conservative <laughs> and uptight parents, right? <laughs> um, Alas, but I'm I'm loving all those things that they're doing, and I and I'm not seeing. I, I know that it's it opened up as the least, uh, the 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 worst uh, viewer numbers for any MCU. I, th I think not just any MCU show on Disney Plus. I think it might be the lowest numbers for any original Disney Plus content so far. Right. Um, do, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Like, I think there's several things going on. And I think the chief among them is that when you watch the, the trailers, like, it's clearly geared more to kids. Mm -hmm. And I think, for starters, I know a lot of people are blaming... Uh, the fact that it's released simultaneous, simultaneously with Kenobi. But let, let's not pretend like most people in this country don't watch like six hours of TV a day. That's true. Like, 
Yeah. Like two shows coming out on the same day. I mean, if it was two shows coming out, one coming out on Netflix and one coming out on Disney Plus, you wouldn't make that argument. Right. So I don't think that two, you know, people can't watch two shows on the same streaming service on the same day. That would be us. <laughs> right. <laughs> we just watch them back, back to back. back. But, you know, so I would. I was kind of looking, you know, we were talking um, while we were coming home from dinner and Andrew was like, you know, I'm like, I'm seeing kind of people like complaining, like what, what is, what is kind of the gripe? So I'm like, well, I don't know, but I bet Google knows. So here I am, you know, what is, and honestly, most of the, the critical things that I was finding came out like months ago, six months ago. Yeah. Well, like there, there was, was a, a lot of kind of nyan about this show before it came out there was people complaining because they didn't feel like they were unhappy because some of the actors are biracial or because they weren't quite uh i felt the the, the actress uh they Nakia, weren't ethnic enough she they they yeah, were either no, too white for like some people really... or not or too ethnic for some people and that was honestly kind of hit the nail on the head of the complaint that people had some people were just kind of like they're forcing it down our throats because they're not white and then there were people who were like well they're not they're way you know they're not brown enough and that was kind of seemed to be where most of the arguments centered around yeah um I do I do agree with that, Nicole, that it didn't get enough attention in the marketing phase. And so a little bit of this is on Disney itself. And that, but they had an uphill battle because not only is it a show that's kind of got a very specific mm -hmm. you know, niche that they're trying to appeal to, with you know, being the first one really made for younger a younger audience. Mm -hmm. It's also um You know, in, in addition to that, it's it's a brand new character. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a character that most people don't know. Like, the comic books have been fairly well received. Like, as far as the new Marvel characters that have been introduced over the last decade or so, this is probably the one that has been received the best. Um, I, I would really, if I were to look at new young characters in Marvel comics that have actually had a good reception, I would say that is um, Miles Morales mm -hmm. and and Miss Marvel. Uh, Kamala yeah, those Khan. are the ones you mostly hear people talking about. Yeah, um, I know there have been a lot of younger characters that they've kind of gone in and done. You know the newer versions of the characters have been much younger or, you know, but those two seem to be the ones that have kind of gotten the most traction. Yeah. And and that's a good thing. And, and, and really, if you look at the way these characters are, were created, the way their stories are written, the way they appeal to certain emotions, specifically with both of those characters, kind of, they really play well on what the original spider, what made Spider-Man successful originally yep. was that it was written for kids for for that teenage demographic going right. through the you know the you know kind of the the hard parts of being a teenager right and, and there have kind of been some you know things like oh it's you know it's like a cookie cutter story like in some ways being a teenager is kind of a cookie cutter experience 
I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I agree. There are some things that are cookie cutter about it, but I would say that the, the things that they're doing uh, with, with really showcasing a culture mm-hmm. are definitely not cookie cutter. No. I mean, we're getting a, a straight up Bollywood moment in tomorrow's episode. I don't know if you saw that trailer. Yeah, no, that's fun. No, they're doing like a whole Bollywood wedding thing. Oh, that's so because oh, we have, have the wedding, right? Mm-hmm. We got the brother's wedding. I mean, I, you know, and I do kind of wonder, um, because I know we kind of talked about some influences that that we're familiar with that that seem stylistically similar, like you know, Edgar Wright and things like that. And I do wonder what really specifically Pakistani um or um Indian influences, you know, since they have I think their their cinema t- tends to be kind of tied up together in a lot of ways well i, mean, I they, wonder yeah i mean they produce more they oh, produce yeah. more movies a year than hollywood so i i really wonder if maybe there are some kind of uh stylistic things that have influence in even places that we're just not familiar with at all oh my god i got the biggest kick out of the reference um that oh uh shoot what's his name the the guy from the Eternals, the actor who who he says whole dynasty. Kingo. Kingo, yes. My, my mom's a big fan of Kingo Senior. The, <laughs> We're gonna be all creeped out, like ew. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the best part because it's like, oh, she's she's still in love with Kingo Senior. It's like this is like, yeah. like, <laughs> so and it just, funny. but it's this really funny picture of like okay. how we look at the things that our parents are really into. Mm-hmm. You're like, Ugh. like because my kids, like my oldest, is just now kind of starting to like, oh, you're really into that thing, like. I don't want anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so yeah, I mean, that that's just a really, really funny take on, on kind of the way we look at the things our parents are into. Mm-hmm. Cause they're, they're really, they're not that different. It's just generational. Yeah. Also, I mean, that's, I'm really excited to see. I mean, I think this character is going to be a really, fun addition to uh to the mcu kind of beyond the show oh i think so too and knowing that there's a young they haven't announced anything but a young avengers either series or movie is Mm -hmm. definitely coming yeah um and i mean you know the actress like she has no prior experience acting like it's just yeah it's impressive uh, I don't think you're actually alone alone there, um, Chantel. Uh, no, I wasn't. But I, I feel like a lot of the things that Miss Marvel, that, that Captain Marvel did wrong, this show's doing right. And I actually watched some really, really interesting, uh, a really interesting breakdown from a writer's standpoint on Captain Marvel recently that was kind of saying like Ms. Marvel's goals are more, I mean, Captain Marvel's goals and her trajectory is really more in line with a villain hmm. in the way that she approaches things than with the hero. And that's why, you know, their theory was why that's why people had such a visceral reaction mm-hmm. to the yeah. character. And also all of the marketing for Captain Marvel was so preachy. Right. Well, that's one of the really things we preachy. talked about. Like, I don't feel like this one did. I know everybody, you know, there's the buzz, the buzzword. It's woke. It's the MCU. I don't feel like there's any of that going on here. I don't feel like an agenda is being pushed. 
No, I don't. I just feel like it's this really nice, fun, refreshing sort of a palate cleanser after Moon Knight. Right, which was like... Um, I think the powers are really fun. I think that, you know, they did a lot to bring the powers more in line with the cosmic stuff, and we still haven't gotten a full... Like, right now we know that her... Her uh, her powers are still evolving. Yeah, you know there was an interview with the directors, and they're basically saying like this is her first learning to use right. the powers, but they're still going to evolve. Um, I know there's some people that are upset that they changed her powers were a lot more like Mister Fantastic, different but similar. Yeah. But they really wanted to make them more energy based. Mm-hmm. So because we've got that uh, the the Marvels movie coming well and that's the thing she's i mean they're they're trying to tie it all together a little more tightly i think and i think that we're gonna find that her uh her object of power is some way tied to the um who are the people who captain marvel was all doing the stuff with clearly i was super (laughs) into that movie the Cree was she was she with the Cree? Mm-hmm. Okay. She thought she was Cree. She thought she was Cree. Okay, there we go. So I think that the Bengal is going to turn out to be Cree. See, I was thinking Cree, but I was like, no, it's somebody else. Okay. I think you're probably right because the Cree are the ones that created the Inhumans, mm-hmm. and odds are that she is going to be an Inhuman. Yeah. Um, I really think. Um, what do you think when she first puts the Bengal on and she kind of like. It's like the world flips upside down for a moment and she kind of passes through this other realm. What did you think? I mean, my, my initial assumption is like, those are dead ancestors. Yeah. Uh, or ancestors. I think it's another saying. ancestral plane. Like we, yeah, we, we have the ancestral plane in uh, Black Panther. And then in Moon Knight, they pointed out like, this is just one of, of many kind of afterlifes. Yeah. Um, and kind of an ancestral plane. And so mm-hmm. I think this is her ancestral plane. So I, mean, I love this conversation about cheese in the chat here. Y'all are killing me. <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, but no, I, I assumed that it was some kind of, um, that it was some sort of ancestor, you know, yeah. because I mean, since obviously the Bengal is, you know, tied to her her ancestors i assumed that it had something to do with although they i'm i'm not gonna lie i'm kind of wondering if i mean they seem to be going the inhuman route but i am wondering if maybe they're gonna go with that they're not actually part cree um because all those people didn't necessarily look human it's possible i mean and that would be an interesting That'd be an interesting. Ooh, do we think the mom knows the powers of the jewelry? I do. Yeah, she was pretty unimpressed. I think that this is something she's been running from for a long time that she wanted no part of. Yeah. Um, and now that it seems and, and, that we, and we met know, the grandma, it's like well, oh, if if that is who that is, I think it is. I think it is too. But like, we haven't gotten that like concrete. We haven't gotten it confirmed, but that's definitely like. If it's not, that's definitely what they set us up to think. Yeah. Because like she was the person we kept, you know, you know, you saw her with the reaching the hand out. Um, and then I mean it was clearly the same person. 
No, she didn't want her daughter anywhere near that stuff. No, and I, honestly, I mean, if I were the parent, you know, I might would be like, you know, I don't know. Um, yes, the grandma was obsessed with the fantasy, and I really wonder. I wonder if maybe the grandmother didn't always use her powers for good. The great-grandmother? The great-grandmother, yeah. Yeah, because I also get the impression that the grandmother never uh, used the bangles. Right. Well, and she, like, the the path of stars, like, that's clearly that hard light, right? Is that, like, she clearly used that to get her, her baby on the train. Yeah. You know, but... I kind of wonder if I honestly, in some ways, I kind of hope that they don't go the, the, you know, grandmother was a, a hero and, but was, you know, no one understood her because it was olden times and people were intolerant then. I kind of hope that that's not the direction they go. I, I hope that maybe the, the grandmother's a little bit more of a complicated character and we get like, you know. Well, the grandmother disappears during like one of the largest political and societal upheavals yeah. in the history of, of India and Pakistan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, I actually love that they addressed that. Like, I didn't feel like they got overly political with mm -hmm. the, um, you know, with that stuff, with the but partition. The, with the partition, but they, they addressed it. Like, yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Cause I, I think a lot of people in Western culture are totally unaware that that's even a thing. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially Americans. I wonder if maybe British are, are a little more aware of it because they well, it was were, them that did it. Because so. it was their fault. <laughs> but um, yeah, I like that um, observation row. I yeah. mean, that I think that's a more interesting story. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and and it would also like you know they said oh they said that she had another family and like if this. If, if it's all going the direction they made us think it is, then yes, she absolutely did. Yeah. So. Um, so, so two episodes in, we haven't officially been introduced to a villain yet. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we've in, been introduced to a couple people that could be the villain. Now we've still got a fairly, probably one of the bigger names yet to still yet to be introduced. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen um, Aramis Knight yet. Right. Who, if you haven't watched into the Badlands you is um, a major character from that series. And not if you, the best part of that series. He's not the best part of that series. Um, but the series is awesome. But the series is fantastic. Like if you like kind of, fantasy if you like fantasy storytelling mm -hmm. and post-apocalyptic sci-fi then like yeah. it's got everything you like absolutely uh not to mention it's very uh the the fighting is very um crouching tiger hidden dragon mm -hmm. um fantastic series but we've still got that actor who i'm sure is going to play a a role as an antagonist yeah i think he's like red dagger or something is the name i keep seeing thrown around okay. Uh, so we, we've got that character coming. I'm not sure he's going to be the main antagonist. Yeah. Um, what role do you think damage control is going to play here? Because they're, um, they seem to be playing a different role than they were originally purposed. Well, isn't that what government agencies do? 
Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, we're here to do this benign thing. And next thing they know, they're like, oh, no, we're going to shoot you because you got superpowers. I mean, like for real. I mean, not that I'm cynical or anything. I didn't used to be cynical. I feel like I used to be an optimistic person, but I guess life happened. <laughs> COVID happened. COVID happened. Oh my gosh. Um, I agree, Nicole. I, I, they've been working really hard to build this younger, younger group. And we've still got a few that haven't been introduced yet that we've still got coming. Mm -hmm. um, but they're slowly putting all the pieces in place to make that happen. Yeah. And like, um, I mean, Every time something comes up, I'm like, okay, the next thing is going to be this announcement. It's kind of the Fantastic Four. Like, eventually, we've got to be right. You know, eventually, this has got to be the place where we see the Young Avengers, their Fantastic Four, or somebody. Or mutants. Keep, or mutants. And we keep being like, this is the thing. And then it's like, nope, not this thing. The next thing, we're like, this is the one. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I'm not going to try to break down the whole episode because we didn't get the chance to do the first episode by itself. And I hate trying to break down, like fully break down two episodes consecutively. Yeah. Um, but um, what is there anything so far that you haven't loved? Hmm. It seems like there was something like there have been. It's either there's something that I was watching and I was like, eh. But honestly, in retrospect, I can't even really put a finger on anything that that just kind of I found off-putting. How about you? No, not really. I mean, I, there's nothing so far that just really like upsets me about this show. Um, so what are your favorite things? Like my favorite, the thing that I'm enjoying the most, like the story's fantastic. The actress is absolutely phenomenal. Like I can't wait to see her do more. Mm -hmm. Um but I'm really loving the visual, the use of visuals. It's it's what I was talking about earlier about, um, you know, the very Edgar Wright mm -hmm. type movie. Edgar Wright is fantastic at visuals and you and use of music, like the two things that Edgar Wright does the best. Mm -hmm. And they're doing a lot of very like all the the like the lights fading to hearts in the background, even the dance uh -huh. scene with the cut the way they cut when she gets to the refrigerator and it goes back to normal uh -huh. until she shuts the door and then it goes straight back in. Yeah. Um, the way they keep doing that kind of stuff, the use of background imagery to show the text message conversations. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, all that is, is very, very Edgar Wright yep. in the way he does that. Um, I specifically think of baby driver, yeah. Which is an amazing movie. And uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world, which is maybe the most underrated comic book film out there. Um, I also love that Ant-Man is a uh, podcaster. Yes. <laughs> That's great. Oh, bye, Ro. Have fun on your con show. Wait, con? Like Wrath of Con? Are we doing Star Trek? I want to come talk Star Trek. <laughs> Anyway, thank you for coming. <laughs> hey, hey, Josh. Thanks for uh, joining us. Um, oh, looky there. We got people. <laughs> um, see, he loves Miss Marvel, too. And honestly, I'm feeling... Okay, so the internet, especially YouTube, is all like, why Miss Marvel's the worst and everyone hates it? 
but I don't find that it's the worst or that anyone hates it. I'm, okay. I'm sure there are people out there that hate it, but on the whole, I'm finding that people like it. Yeah. I think it's a show that just not enough people have given a shot yet. And Absolutely. I really, and it's, it's MCU over time. That's going to change more. It's, it's part of the MCU catalog. More and more people are going to watch it. Mm -hmm. It's going to introduce important stuff yep. and people are going to come back to it. And over time it will build those numbers. Yeah. So if, so if, if Kenobi is part of the reason why it's not getting as many clicks, which I don't really, I think that that's like maybe the smallest of the things that could be causing mm -hmm. it to not get the numbers, but it's going to catch up. Like people are going to come around and watch it mm -hmm. and more and more people, more, especially more and more kids as we kind of, you know, get deep into the summer months. Yes, and they get um, more and more bored. <laughs> well, like around here, like you can't even go outside till it's six o'clock at night. I mean, now. yeah, it's 110 degrees in the middle of the day. Like, can't even go swimming when it's that hot. <laughs> no good. Um, uh, yes, underrated, absolutely, Chantel. I think it's, I think it's underrated at this point and just kind of undiscovered. Right? Where would you rank it in the MCU Disney Plus stuff right it's now? Disney Plus stuff. Mine of your rankings are a little different on that, anyway. I think it beats Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I kind of hate to say because like they had South Louisiana happening in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> Look, I love Falcon and the Winter Soldier, except for the parts that felt so unnatural, like Falcon's speech that feels like he spent a couple yeah, of days was, writing his speech before he had the opportunity to give it. Yeah. Um, like it just didn't feel natural. Like I don't have a problem with anything that was said in it. It just didn't feel organic. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think it tops Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like, I don't know about WandaVision on the whole. I really enjoyed the first few episodes of WandaVision, but it got so dark there. See, like it was so much fun there for a minute until you realized like, oh no, this is all like trauma. Hmm. I don't know. We have to think about that. I think, I don't know. I think maybe. Well, what's your top? What's your top show? I think WandaVision may still be my favorite. Okay. And then I think this one may beat out Hawkeye. I enjoyed Hawkeye, but I think I think this one is is flying a little higher for me right now. So I have to see how it goes. I still say like this. That's where we disagree. Is mm -hmm. like Hawkeye is like my num my one spot. Yeah. Um, I feel like Hawkeye top to bottom was the best story they've told in a Disney Plus series. It's just. It, it flows. There's not any places where you go that could have been better. It's mm -hmm. like, it's, it's very solid all the way through. Yeah. And it tells a concise story. Yeah. And I had WandaVision at number two, but mm -hmm. I do think I will boot WandaVision for this series at mm -hmm. this point. If that's two episodes in, right. we still got a way to go. I could change it. But right now I'm getting the same vibes from this show that I, or what made me love Hawkeye, which was, it's just very good storytelling. Yep. And um, I think, I, I, I think you kind of, what, where'd it go? I think you kind of summed it up here, Josh. They're doing a good job of packaging something different inside something familiar. Yeah. Um, And especially stories for kids, you know, that's, that's the formula that makes people feel, especially for a story that's just kind of, a little more low key. Um, I think that that's important. Yeah. And I agree. And people I, need stories that are just kind of safe right now. I agree. Like, I mean, it's, there's nothing wrong with having a show that's just fun. Mm -hmm. um, 
some of my favorite things Netflix has done over the last couple of years, uh, things like Red Notice. It's it's not a great movie. It's a hell of a lot of fun. It's a real throwback to like 80s action flicks. Yep. It's just a fun, just sit down, turn your brain off and watch it. Loki. I forgot about Loki. See, yeah. I really like Loki. See, Loki's way up there for me too. I actually probably rank Loki ahead of WandaVision, except for I'm not sure. The stuff that happened in Loki doesn't seem to be coming back into play the way that I felt like it ought to. That's fair. Like, I felt like some of that should have come into play in the Doctor Strange stuff, and it didn't. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like they've got Loki out here, and it's a totally separate side story. And now I'm going, is it even in the same timeline? Right, which is like, it it feels like it ought to be. Well, did but, but when he goes back, we created a we created a new branch see this is why i don't like time travel (laughs) you know like i really really like time travel about this much of it as long as it's its own thing but the minute that you start dragging time travel into all your other sci-fi i don't like it like there have been a couple of shows that were just time um timeless was fun but that's all it did was time travel Yes, it's so confusing. <laughs> I don't like when they start throwing time travel into my other sci-fi. I don't like time travel when it comes into play. And Star Trek, I don't like. I didn't like it whenever it looked like they were going to want to go that direction in Star Wars. I don't like it because it makes the story too hard to tell. Agreed. Um, yes. See? So confusing. Well, I feel like time travel, not just time travel anymore. I feel like there's a real danger in the whole multiverse thing. Because now you don't have any stakes. Well, there are stakes of losing a character that we love. Like, just because there's a variant doesn't mean that variant's not very different. But you can always bring in an almost identical variant. and You can. You can. Um, Although we are going to get... We are going to get, we are, there's a, there's sort of a safety net that they, they're building in place though, mm-hmm. with the, um, what is the term they're using to, to multiverses colliding? Oh, God. Like convergence? Convergence, or? yeah, I think. So if you go to a different timeline and stay there too long, you can basically destroy both realities. Right, so you can't, yes. Time, but time travel and multiple universes become cop outs. Agree. Yeah. Yes, it, it it is. It's a good plot device when used properly, but it just gets. I so feel like it's it's this thing where I don't know. I like time travel stories. Terminator, mm-hmm. fantastic. At least for the first two. After that, they. Yeah. And that's a prime example. After the first two with Terminator, they just kind of lost track of how the time travel worked at all. Um. But like Back to the Future. Like Back to the Future is a show, is a movie series built completely on the premise of time travel. Yes. And that works because that's what it's built around. But I feel like when you try to, like they Stargate, one of my favorite sci-fi series, maybe my favorite sci-fi series of all time. Mm -hmm. There are moments where they interject time travel in there. Fortunately, in those, they kept it simple and you don't walk away going, I'm so confused. I don't understand anything that happened mm-hmm. anymore. They just went very old school, simple, like go back, fix the thing that went wrong or keep the thing from happening yes. and come back. So, right. Um, so 
we have an assertion here that they're going to fix. So Secret Wars is, what is the secret? Do you know anything about the Secret Wars storyline? Not not a lot, but I agree. I think I think there's several things happening. I think Miss Marvel, there was some speculation that she wouldn't be an Inhuman because they messed up so bad with that Inhuman series. Um, but yeah. I, I will remind you, like, Kevin Feige doesn't even recognize that that, like, he didn't make that. That was when the two things that at Marvel were split. TV was one thing that was run by someone else. Right. And he was just movies. Yeah. And then a few years ago, they turned around and gave him the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and I think that this is going to serve as their do-over to introduce in humans, even though we already had Black Bolt in Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. They didn't really tell us anything about Inhumans. We just said, hey, here's the king of the Inhumans. And uh, they killed him five seconds later. But well, I mean, that was like it was like, and here's Professor X, and here's Mister Fantastic. It was right. like boom, boom, boom. All these things people have been clamoring for for so twenty I, years. I and think we like, can hey, just we them all right. So I think this is going to be Kevin Feige's way of reintroducing Inhumans mm -hmm. um, and and shedding shining a, a brighter light on on that story. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a lot of things that are just purely chaotic right now. Um, and I think that this is what he, what Josh is talking about here, where all this chaos is going to build towards this moment where we're going to reorganize okay. everything. So I don't think the intention is to leave everything in chaos. It's just that we've got to give it a new order. Right. It's kind of a way of changing the MCU, but doing it through story. Mm -hmm. And so phase four is kind of serving as this shaking things up. And Kevin Feige came out yesterday or today and said, made some comments that at the end of phase four, where the next saga will become much more clear that makes by sense. the end of this phase. And, and that makes sense. That's fine. I know a lot of people are going, well, I thought that was already supposed to be clear, but like we didn't really know what was going on in the first saga until like phase two, middle of phase two. Yeah. So, um, so basically it sounds like it's another group that's sort of looking to have something along what they had the sacred timeline that they had in Loki. They're looking to sort of create a watch different versions of the characters fight for supremacy. So they're kind of trying, is that, is that how you think they're going to streamline it? They're basically going to kind yeah. of, Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. They wanted to pick and choose which characters. To I mean, that's. Yeah. No, I, I agree. So thanks for that info, Josh, because yeah. my, my normal comic book gurus, neither one of them are here tonight it's because true. like I like comic books fine, but I'm not very well read in them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah. Like you said, I'm, I'm glad that we had somebody in the chat to, yeah. to give us because I was like, I, I mean, I hear people talk about secret wars, but not enough information. Yeah. On it. To so, so we've got a lot of that kind of stuff coming later. We've got, we've got, they're, they're clearly working towards secret wars. Uh, they, Kang is coming, which means in the fantastic four coming, doom is coming. Um, That's the thing. Like Kang's got eventually show up in the MCU, like outside the TV, like in a movie. Right. Yeah. When at some point we've got to, I mean, Kang's going to be a major villain. Mm -hmm. um, in the in the Ant -Man, next Ant Man film, yes, Doctor Doom. I am familiar with Doctor Doom from Superhero Squad. 
<laughs> yes, this is my my information about uh, Marvel characters that are not in the MCU. It's because of my kids' obsession with Superhero Squad. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. Well, uh, I feel like we're kind of at a point where we, we should wrap up. And uh, as we get into the rest of these episodes, we did talk about this show with our kids. So over on the podcast, there's actually, and I, I will put a link to that in this uh, description, where we talked, uh, did an episode of the Padawan Report with the kids, mm -hmm. um, kind of kicking that back off, talk about this show. And interesting thing, we were like, okay, we're going to talk about Miss Marvel, and then we're going to talk about Obi-Wan. And they like had tons of stuff to say about Miss Marvel, like, all right, let's talk about Obi-Wan. And they were like, what happened? I don't remember. <laughs> But I think that speak because I mean, as much as our kids love Star Wars, they're clearly much more invested in this story. Yeah. So, um, the 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 dead gum Obi Wan episode didn't even get recorded because they couldn't remember anything about it. Yeah. So we'll <laughs> we'll record with them tomorrow though after the finale. Yeah. We'll just do it directly after the finale. Oh, Chantel, listen to our Padawans. They are cute, aren't they? I, think they're cute. <laughs> I know I'm a little partial, but. All right. Was there anything else you wanted to add about the story before we wrap up for the night? I don't think so. I'm just really excited to see where the story is going to go. I'm yeah. I'm really enjoying it. I think they're doing a good job. And I think they're telling a story that is universal and also very specific. And I mean, those are the best kind of stories, right? Yeah. So that's great. All right, and it sounds like we uh, we've got some. Josh is still giving us some some updates on um, on where he thinks we're going to be going. Yeah, no, I, I think Doctor Doom is uh, is going to be a, a big one. They they it's one they got to get right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ours ours aren't that big yet. It doesn't mean they can't be jerks sometimes. But they're mostly they're mostly sweet. <laughs> thanks, Chantel. And uh thanks for stopping in. And yeah, thanks to yeah. everybody that, that came in the chat tonight. It's great having y'all yeah, here. Yeah, the chat was great. It's we had uh it's always it's always a little more fun doing this when there's uh people to uh to converse with in the chat. Absolutely. So um Marisha, where can people find you online? You can find I mean, okay, are we being honest or are no, we giving the theoretical? No, but you you give them the <laughs> give them your Instagram because okay. you're fixing to start working on Dragon Con it's costumes. True. All right. So I am on Instagram at princesses underscore and underscore padawans, and he's not wrong. Keep people being like, Have you finished your Dragon Con costumes? I'm like, no, I've got 10 of them to make it. I haven't started any of them. So that's what we're doing here for the next couple of weeks. <clears throat> So, yes, you can find my progress on Instagram. By the next couple of weeks, she means from now until Labor Day weekend. Frantically. My kids are going to learn to sew. It's official. <laughs> <laughs> they keep they keep inviting cousins to, like, join in the fun. And that means said people need costumes. And I one person can only do so much. So, true. there we go. You can watch me. Yeah, you can watch me bug out on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. But. Uh, thanks again for joining us in the chat. You can find me running the Twitter account for this show at Sai underscore Fictionary. And as always, you can find our podcast as well as the rest of the Red 5 Podcast Network at Red 5 Network on Twitter. That's us. All right. And until next time.
May the force be with you. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com.